Kia ora everybody at home. We're going to be talking with the wonderful dancer Chrissy Korkiri and talking about her journey with dance and mental health. Yay! <laughs> so yeah, I especially am really curious to hear your story um, and yeah, what that is, you know, however you define your story, um, but just to learn a little bit more about you. Okay, my story. Um, so I'm Chrissy Korkadi. Kia ora everyone that's listening. Thanks for having me, guys, on this. It's really cool. I think these discussions are really important and I'm looking forward to hearing some other things that you guys talk about with other guests and so I am really feel really privileged to be here, so thank you before I start. Um, I am. I grew up in a little town called Tipoke. I don't know if you guys have heard of that before. It's a little town in the Bay of Pliny. Um, grew up in literally the middle of nowhere. Our house was like planted right in the middle of like six paddocks. So I guess you could call me a bit of a farm girl or country girl. Um, and I grew up around a lot of family and friends and I went to school with the same people at primary, intermediate, high school, like everyone in the town knew each other. So it's quite a cool upbringing, kind of knowing everyone that I grew up with. And when I was in my last year of like, oh, sorry, my last few years of high school, I decided to start dancing and I had a really cool dance teacher. She's awesome. Love her. We're still really good friends now. And I think my like, my fear of disappointing her is what forced me to go to dance classes every day because I was a bit of a wagger and I didn't go to every class all the time um but I went to dance that's one of the only subjects I actually went to and then I I was there one week when they had like a dance workshop and it was run by Katie Burden so far so you know Katie um she's incredible still working at um Unitech which is great um but she yeah came into like a week workshop with us and then I was like, hey, Chrissy, you should, you should come and audition for Unitech. So I did. And I didn't really know anything about contemporary dance until I kind of came up here and saw some things. And I, to be honest, I was like, this is weirdo stuff. I am not into it at all. Um, but I ended up like, I was like, you know, I was like, well, I'll just keep going, give it a go. I tried to quit like a few times, but had really cool teachers and, students that were studying with me that really encouraged me to stay and stick it out. And I did. And then I ended up doing like a few secondments um, while I was there with Okarika Dance Company and the New Zealand Dance Company. Um, and I think the timing was really right. And and I ended up um, getting jobs out of the two secondments that I did. So I was really, really lucky because I know that timing's such a huge part of like if people, what people end up doing once they leave um, uni. And so I happened to get out on a really good year where they needed a, a little Māori girl, both the companies at that time. So I was lucky and I um, got to then work with those two companies. And then I guess the rest is just I've been living and dancing and have had a really, for the most part, positive and fun dance experience. And, um, yeah. That's my story. Thank you for sharing. <laughs> so, yeah, you've been in companies for quite a while now, haven't you? Yeah, yeah, sin- yeah since, I, um, since I left. I kind of went straight nice. into company life. Yeah, yeah, I didn't have much. I mean, I guess freelancing because I wasn't full-time with NZDC at that mm. point, so I was kind of working with them sometimes and working with Okarika on, other, on another project yeah. at the time. Um, yeah. So yeah, be, with a long history and within company dancing, what, uh, how important or what is the role of a dancer? Do you feel that to create a healthy and like a, a better working space? Um, I mean, I think there are heaps of things that we can do as dancers. I was thinking about it last night. Like we're quite often the prominent group in the space. So there's usually way more dancers in the space than there is the choreographer or the management team when they come in so I think the first thing would be is that the dancers kind of they create the vibe or the um the environment and and how the the feeling of what it's like when you come into the space because there are so many of us so I would say like coming in um with an attitude of openness and commitment 
and play is always a really good place to start. Just from experiences, those three things, especially being open for me, have always cultivated a really safe working environment. Um, Mm. One where everyone kind of feels safe enough to share their ideas without judgment. And that's like, I don't don't know about you guys, but that's one of the biggest things that I, not so much anymore, but I used to be, I used to really struggle with um, opening myself up or like sharing what I've made with people. And it wasn't until kind of working and building trust with kind of the same people for me, this is what helped me, that 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 kind of trust that you form then becomes like your safety blanket of being open enough to share and be vulnerable in front of each other. Um, so that um, definitely is like, like the attitudes that we have and what we bring into the space. Because I'm sure you know what it's like when you – there are those – personalities that can come into the room and if they're in a happy mood then everyone kind of is in a happy mood and but then they can come in and be really upset and it just completely changes the vibe Mm. well I think because we're all such like for the most part quite open out there kind of people we all kind of share that so when one Mm. person's not feeling like when one person's being a bit of a downer that can quite often bring the energy down um and I mean I understand that everyone's not waking up in a happy mood every single day. Like I, I fully get that because I'm the same sometimes too. Um, but to just try and be open and at least towards other people as well and just making other people feel safe to be themselves and experiment is always mm-hmm. a good place to start. Um, yeah. And I guess, and, and the obvious things like, when you see things that are happening or hear things that are happening in the space that you think to yourself, that doesn't seem right. Like that doesn't feel right with like me hearing you speak to that person that way or the way you're speaking to me. So standing up and saying something. Yeah. I would encourage people to communicate. That's the only way people are going to understand that that behavior is not going to be all right around you at least. Um, Yeah. Sorry, that was a really long-winded answer. <laughs> no, it was great. beautiful, yeah. I mean, yeah, I think what I hear in that, like, is, uh, is like, boundaries, you know, that, like, there's almost, like, sure. just intrinsically, like, these boundaries that we have to create in spaces. And, you know, it's funny, I've never thought about that. Like, yeah, actually, the dancers, like, we do outnumber the the you know, other members of the team, you know, so there, there is a, an empowerment in, in that. Um, yeah. I wonder, um, because you also, um, choreograph, um, and you spoke a little bit about like the vulnerability, um, of, of being in that role. Um, so I, I wonder about that, um, journey, um, and where you are on that journey of like, the, because um, as someone who also dances and choreographs, it's like, for me, I often feel like I have two different personalities. Like I have my dancer personality that I have when I'm in a space. And then I have a choreographer's personality that I have when I'm in that role. And like mm-hmm. figuring out those, the dynamics of those different hats is <laughs> quite a journey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, I just yeah. wonder about your experience with that. Yeah. Um, I totally feel you with the, the two different hats kind of situation. Um, yeah, I haven't, I, I've choreographed a few times and those times have all been in the company with dancers that I really know and understand how they kind of work and what tasks best suit them for the most part. Um, So I've been really lucky to know them as people really well before working with them, because I would say that's, that's one of the best ways to cultivate a safe environment for people is when you actually know the person as a person and not as a dancer that's working for you at that time. Um, Just because when you actually understand someone and know them as a, as a person first, then you know how to, or you know how to, change things or shift things so that it works well for them um, because one way of working is not going to fit nine dancers that are in the space because that's nine different people, nine different personalities. So I think I've always tried to, even just up to little things like the tasks that you choose 
I've tried to, and I did this in like the last process that I did, which was actually working through Zoom, which was a nightmare, but trying to choreograph <laughs> over Zoom. Um, but I actually tried to target some of the tasks for certain people because I know that some people feel uncomfortable doing these sorts of things. I only know that because I've worked with them for a long time. So changing things up a little bit so that they still feel challenged and they're trying something new, but also like not making Katie do a singing task when I know she would rather stab her eyes with forks. Like I'm not going to do that and make everyone do it when I know that's going to make you feel really, really uncomfortable. Um, so then kind of making tasks that suit different people, but also trying to still challenge and um, push people outside their comfort zones a little bit. Cause also magic happens when you're getting pushed into those places as well. Um, that and also just like the consistent checking in on how, the dancers are going and actually actively listening to what they're saying, Mm -hmm. which we did by speaking every morning. So every morning for an hour, they were probably like by the eighth week, they were probably like over these, but I just was really wanted to have these conversations. And it was all just about, you know, because also we were in lockdown. Um, So hearing how people are actually going, having questions that, that require an honest answer from everyone and just being okay with and letting them know that it's okay. If you're not feeling okay today, then what are the things we can do? Do you just need to completely remove yourself and have a day to yourself? Or should we only work for a couple of hours today? Or why don't I give you four different tasks and you pick the one that's going to suit where you're at today? That's how kind of I've tried to check in on how, check in and make sure that I'm, creating an environment that's going to produce work, but the heart of that producing like really positive, happy people while we're making, if that makes sense. Yep. I think you really highlighted the importance of seeing people as people. Cause I think within the dance world, there's a kind of, there's this like idea of the dancer being this like, almighty thing that has no emotions and can do everything and and yeah like you were saying like trying to push people out of their comfort zones but not to the point where it it's detrimental to their mental health or physical health and there's that that gray area of like where is it and Mm. that yeah it shows how you it's almost the most important thing to work with people as people not as machines to help sustain yeah yeah, yeah, all that all that, that thing about the dancers just being a blank canvas and you just do whatever you want to them and they just and it's like, Well, we're not. <laughs> we're actually people, so there's some paint already on this canvas, man. Like you need to work around it and with it and not um I, I mean I and I think that's some some people work totally fine that way. Um I, I don't really. Mm. Yeah, it's this it's this funny thing. Um, when I was in college, I had a professor who was like, um, we, we do not choreograph on dancers, we choreograph with dancers. It's like, yeah, we're not actually something you can just paint on, you know, mm-hmm. you, it's something yeah. you can, you can, uh, like, un, unfurl, but not... Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Yeah, and and I is so important too. Yeah, it is, and and I really appreciate that. um, What what Faso also said, like um, pushing boundaries, because that's a special place. But you know, having this clarity around, like I actually do know this person, um, and so I can start to read a little bit when it's going into a uncomfortable place Mm. and I wonder because um the way I understand it is like most companies in New Zealand don't have like in-house choreographers that do all of the work right it's like you have people Mm. who come and create and then go and so I wonder how that is to navigate that when you're working with new people like you as a dancer working with new choreographers, but also that choreographer is working with new dancers. Mm. Um, Mm. Just how that experience has been for you. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. (laughs) Most of the companies in in New Zealand work with different people for different, like different projects. And, and so for us, it's for the most part, it's, it's actually pretty exciting because 
they are not only a different person, but they often have a completely different style of dance and they have a completely different way of working. And I mean, I think that's with for me and my aspirations to one day be creating and making more work. It's been the most incredible experience because I've learned all the things that I like, like these things worked with these people and these are the, the processes that I wish I never had to <laughs> be a part of. Um, so you, you, as a dancer, you really start to see the things that work and the things that don't. And quite often the process aligns itself with the work. Like I found sometimes the, the, you could have like the most amazing choreographer, but the process sometimes is so bad and horrific and you really don't want to be there most of the days that every time you do that work, there's this thing about it that you're just like, oh, I don't know. And, and, and sometimes I think people can watch and see that as well. Or you can see when the vibe's just not there with, the, with those group of dancers at that time performing a work. And so getting back to your question, <laughs> sorry. What are the, well, I mean, that, that has been it. It's been the experience of seeing how different people work and seeing for myself the things that I, that, I think work and the things that I think don't, which has been really helpful for me then going on to make with other people. I really like that, what you said about um, not not choreographing on dancers but with dancers. When you go and then choreograph with other people, you take the things that worked and you leave the things that didn't. Um, but for the most part, we've been really lucky and have had, to, and have had the opportunity to collaborate with lots of different people um, with different from different cultures as well. And that's another thing I like culturally different people approach things really differently and it completely shifts the vibe in the room, um, which is pretty special to see sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, I love that the process aligns itself with the work. I wrote that down. Cause yeah, it's like, um, you can, you can see when, when you can, the, like, um, I have, I always have this question, like process is what percentage of performance, you know? And it's like, you can see when, yeah, yeah, yeah. no matter what the skill, if, if, if the process has been a difficult one, you can see it in the work. Um, yeah. That's yeah. So, so good. Thank you for yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it also never, oh, I mean, and this is totally personal, but it just does, also just doesn't create the best work like I don't know when if you're a dancer and you're in a situation where you're not always but you're you're being told you're you're doing it wrong or you're oh I don't know it it then just constricts you and you don't want to like so then your level of what you could make is here now because you don't want to try these different things that you had you had another choreographer that was a lot more open um you that would have allowed you to try hundred different things with that idea. Now you've been pushed into this little box um, and you only can, you know, you can only make so much in that little box that you've then been squished into. Therefore you just, you just wonder sometimes like how much potential this work would have had, had I been allowed to feel safe enough to make mm. and be vulnerable and try and play. Yeah. Yeah. I, I found like an, a lot of the experiences that I've had that it's quite common that you get told when you're doing something wrong, but you don't hear anything when, you, when you're doing something right. Mm. And like, that is a, mm. that, it's a basic idea, but it's kind of one of those things that like, if you never get positive reinforcement that has to come from yourself, which is fine. But if you've only ever had the corrections and the negative things about yourself, then we, how do you grow from that? And how, how does that like create a, healthy working space where you feel like contributing and feel like doing more. Yeah, totally. Yeah. That's so true. <laughs> you do a lot of the time get told when you're doing it wrong. I don't know what that is about um, us as humans. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Did you guys watch this is a bit out of, not really out of topic, but did you guys watch it's called a hundred humans on Netflix? No. Where they tested, there was like a hundred humans and each episode they um, tested out different theories and one time it was about, you guys should watch it. One yeah. episode was about um, different working environments. So it was the positive when you're being treated well at work and like you were saying, being given um, positive affirmations um, compared to when you're 
not. So when you're always being told you're doing it wrong, you need to work harder, you need to work faster. And so they tried all these different experiments and the people that were in the positive group were excelling far better than the ones that were in the group that were being told that they weren't, that they needed to work harder and um, they're not, they're not doing it well enough. You need to do it faster. You need to do it quicker. And it was so, it's so interesting. It was, it's a really interesting um, episode actually to watch, but it just reinforces mm-hmm. the ideas that we've been talking about now, which is that those negative environments never really create a po- never have a positive outcome. Yeah. I don't know how you think it would. Well, and it's, and it's also hard because um, it, um, creates this um, almost like funneling system, like that the only people who end up actually continuing to work in dance are the kind of people who are resilient and who can like positive talk themselves out of these negative situations, which is like making us lose a huge amount of people who just, whether it was because of their upbringing or whatever circumstances, you know, say like I don't want this you know and and that's like you know a healthy working environment is one where regardless of your background you can be in it and survive in it and and excel yeah and excel Mm. exactly yeah Yeah. uh I I I mean it's also like this is totally tangent but like paradigm shifting moment for me because it's like also like how am I talking to myself you know like Mm -hmm. am I talking to myself like okay you're not getting that move right now Potentially, you'll never make get that move, but like you're also really good at other stuff. <laughs> you know? like, yeah, 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 um, yeah. True. Yeah. No, totally. Um, cool. Um, I guess I'm I'm wondering um, within the because you're full time with New Zealand Dance Company now, right? Um, yeah. Like, yeah. just wondering within that company, what kind of things, whether they're like conscious or unconscious big or small um do you feel like the company has created around supporting mental health for its um dancers and collaborators um in general again i feel really really lucky to be in this company because it's been like we've had people come through and people who work and still work in the space that we're their mental health that really affects their work. And so I think because of that, there's been a lot of talk about it. So we are constantly talking about it as a company and that's from the head up, which I think is really, really important as well, um, that it's something that's really important to them. We have our check-ins, like so throughout the year we check in with the boss and Hey, how's it going? What what have you been up to? What's working for you? What's not working for you? Let's set some goals. Um, let's talk about the goals you set last time. Let's reflect on what you spoke about last time in the meeting, which is really nice because then it's not just you're talking and then you leave the room and nothing happens or um, you feel like that conversation was pointless. Like I quite often have gone in and said things and then you see the outworking of what you've talked about, which is really, really, it's a really good feeling. We also just like have an open door policy with our management team and we do it all the time, just waltz on in whenever we feel like it. Um, and that was all the way up to our, uh, our AD, which is all, that's all changed now. So it'll be, it'll be a really interesting dynamic to see how that all works when we come back with the new team. Um, but I have no doubt it'll, it'll be the same. But yeah, just an open door policy, meaning that we can all go in at any time. And it's the same for them. So they, sometimes when they're having like a rough day in the office, they'll just walk into the studio and sit down and watch us dance for a bit. And then they'll go back and do their work, which is it's actually really nice for us as well when they come in. But I think just creating that space where everyone from dancers to management to the big bosses all um, have quite a good understanding of where each other are at and how we're feeling which is really nice. And, and again, I'm really lucky because a lot of the people have been the same people for a really long time. So, you know, time always builds friendships and relationships, um, which has been really nice. Um, what else? They, they're quite open with us as well, which I think is, which I don't think is necessarily the norm in some companies. So they we're quite privy to um, the decision-making. So what choreographers we work with, um, 
what we want to be doing, what we want to, what kind of works we want to be making. We're quite involved in those conversations, um, which is really nice because when we go to them and say like, hey, that didn't work for us because of this, this and this, um, we didn't enjoy that process because of this, this and this, they've always then taken that on board and then switched how, like how we're going to move forward from here. And I think if we weren't involved in all of that decision-making, then, I mean, you know, if we were, if we didn't have a seat at the table, I guess is an analogy for it, then these, then it would go back to that thing of dancers. These guys are higher up and they just tell you what to do and you have to do your job. Whereas we sit very much alongside one another at NZDC, which is really nice and get to be a part of all the decision-making and, and even the people like who we're working with, when we have different new people coming into the space, how, how are they? Is there, is that vibe and energy working? It's just, it, it's all, I think just communication is probably the best thing that um, I can say the company does to help with mental, uh, you know, with mental health and how everyone's feeling. It's just constant communication through the whole team. Yeah. Which is really nice. Yeah. I think um, it sounds really some of I, 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 my first job out of university was uh, in a company and I did not have that experience. <laughs> so, oh, really? so um, oh. I'm like, that's pretty cool. Um, that sounds good. Um, this is actually not a question we sent to <laughs> you, but it like popped up into my brain because you were talking so much about communication and like, it sounds really like just like this fluid webby kind of place. So I wonder mm-hmm. how, it has been with COVID. Um, like, are you still working when we are when lockdowns happen? And in terms of co- communication, and and then also outside of the company setting, like yourself, how has that been the experience of being a dancer during COVID? <laughs> um, <laughs> I hate it. No. <laughs> No, I kind of do hate it. But <laughs> um, we, yes, we still, well, for the first, you know, season one lockdown, um, we were still totally working. So we did classes in the mornings online, oh, um, but we did it. And then we always had chickens. So I think we were doing them three times a week with the management team, just, and it was, and it purely it was just to go around and see how everyone's going. <laughs> it wasn't just to figure out what we're doing for work or whatever. Mm. And then we were, yeah, saying, like I was saying, we got to be involved in what it is now that we want to do. Cause obviously we had, we were meant to be in Europe and doing tours and none of that's happening anymore. What do you guys, what is going to be best for you working at home? So, I mean, that was cool cause we got to decide. So for the first couple of weeks, we all had our own like research projects, I guess, um, things that we were interested in that we thought we could then bring back and, you know, take time doing our own thing and then invest it back into the company. So, so people were researching lots of different things. Uh, I was making a, myself and Carl were, cause we live together. We, he's my fiance. We made a duet in the garage. Oh my God, garage dancing over it. But we made a joy in the garage together, which was really nice. So we, so for us, it was still like, it wasn't too different. Like we'd do class in the morning, go and have our break, come back into the garage and then dance. So it was kind of nice. Um, and so we all had yeah, our own projects and things. And then like I was saying, for the last four weeks, um, I got to choreograph with everyone working through Zoom. So that was like, like I was saying, we'd catch up every morning give people different tasks some of them were like hey sit on this for a week and send me back something some of them were like okay if you can like this is your task for the day and then they'll just like sending videos in and then watching videos and giving feedback um trying to build something um but season two lockdown we kind of just it was really rough because we um we went into lockdown the night before our show opened or was it two nights before we were in the theater in the middle of our last run through and we had clay all over us and we had like five minutes left. It was so dramatic. And then they like turned on all the lights and they were like, Hey guys, we, we need you guys to go and have a shower and we'll talk to you. And we're all like, we're like, we thought that we had gone past time and that they were trying to be nice and like send us home. And we were all like, no, 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 it's all good. We'll just carry on. We'll carry on. And they're like, no, no, go downstairs and have a shower and meet us in the green room. And we're like, 
no, 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 honestly, it's fine, it's fine, we'll keep going. And we're all like looking at each other like, we're all good at it. Yeah, let's just keep going. We're fine. Honestly, we got this. <laughs> and then and then we could start hearing all the buzz that was happening in people's phones, taking phone calls out in the theatre. And we're like, oh, my God, what's going on? And then they told us, yeah, lockdown. So that was really rough. Like that was both those works were created last year, like developed like last year and then we had like another almost six weeks of remounting to put it all together and then it got cancelled two sold out shows hadn't had that in a, a really long time so I think it was really frustrating and a lot of people were really upset about that so this season of lockdown they were like you know what let's all just chill let's take everyone take the time that you need because um everyone's obviously our emotions are going like this at the moment. Um, so we did, they gave us the rest of that week off to literally just do whatever it is that you needed to do. Um, and all we were doing was just having check-ins like to see how everyone was going. And then after that, it was kind of similar to what we did last time. They, we do classes in the morning and then just working on your own things. And other than that, it's just the catch-ups that we have. Um, Oh, and they, but they also started this new initiative, which was um, dialogue dates. So it was basically like if there was anyone in the company that you really wanted to like have a chat with or get to know better, then you just organize a Zoom date with them and then like hang out with them. And then we also did that with the uni students. So like I think we had the first years on like a Wednesday, the second years on a Thursday, third years on a Friday, and all the company dances broke off and we were having um, like Zoom dates with the year groups. And so that was really another really cool initiative just to keep connected. And, um, cause I think especially through lockdown for me, cause you're, you're asking like for me personally, the biggest thing for me is just staying connected with people. And if it's on zoom, Oh wow, it's on zoom, but it's still chatting and it's still seeing people. And, um, I don't know. It just keeps you feeling like you're not by yourself in your house alone. Yeah. So those are some of the, different initiatives that we did with the company um, over lockdown, yeah. Yeah, I think that would have probably been really hard with the, because you invest so much time into that piece and then it's like the performance is so cathartic always. It's always such a high. <laughs> and then to just have that snatched is, ugh, yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, thanks for that. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah i mean it is helpful to be like well everyone well everyone in auckland is in this situation you yeah, know totally totally yeah. and there are people yeah. that are way worse off than not being able to do a show you know what yeah. i mean so there's yeah. always yeah. like this yeah. thing of going man it sucked and then going okay chill out we'll be able to do it again it's yeah. just yeah. not you know, the timing yeah. and all that. So yeah. yeah. Then also for me, I think I was super excited because that was probably one of the first live shows that I would have seen this year. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. Something about being a dancer and watching a show live is so different to watching a show on a on a screen or like just mm. experience, like being there just was something that I think a lot of people were looking forward to after it, this whole year. But you know, gotta do yeah. what we gotta do. Band together. Yeah, 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 totally, totally. I know what you mean. I'm, like, craving watching, like, going and sitting in a theatre and just, like, yeah. being able to sit, you know. It feels like it's been so yeah. long. Yeah, but we'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah, totally. We'll get there. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you felt comfortable, would you mind sharing if you've ever had a moment where you've struggled with your mental health as a dancer? Um, yeah. Um, I mean, like, kind of like what I've been saying, I've been, I've had, for the most part, a really, really good and positive experience. Um, like, I've been there for seven years now. If I wasn't having a good time, I'd be out of there. It is not my personality to stick around in a space that I don't like. It's just not me. Um, so, yeah, for the most part, it's been really awesome. But, yeah, no, there's definitely been times where um, I felt like extreme stress and anxiety about going into the space. Like one, there was one process in particular that was really rough. It was one of the only times that I've ever not wanted to go to our space, like 
and I mean like Wellesley, like the studios, and like really, really found it difficult to go into work. And I had to, and, and actually Carla and I were kind of in the same place and had to really like, we can do it, <laughs> count the days down, like till it was finished, just because it was, we were working with someone who works in a very, very different way than us that um, often ha- that has their own kind of practice because they run their own thing. So uh, it wasn't just a choreographer, like, you know, a choreographer that goes to different places that this, this person actually runs their own thing. So it has a very particular way of working that I've actually heard works quite well sometimes with people. So I'm not saying that their way is wrong, but just for us and the way that we work at NZDC, it just was not vibing with us. Um, and there were things that were said, like to me personally, that I really didn't gel with, <laughs> wasn't gelling with me well and didn't sit right with me. And then there were other things that were happening to other people in the space that I was just like, this doesn't, we don't do that here because we don't speak to one another this way. And yeah, it's the only time where I've ever said to management, like, unless you drastically change by not bringing this person back, I can't be a part of this process. And it took a really long time to get there. Like this was after a a wee while working and I tried really hard to push through it and like, you know, I'm just out of my comfort zone. It's just a challenge, like push through it. And I think, yeah, totally there's a, there's a part of you that should um, take up the challenge and give it a go. But then there's also like a point where you need to go like, this is actually not good for me anymore. I'm not in a good headspace. It's making me contemplate whether or not I even want to dance anymore. And I've never felt that way. So actually I'm, just going to remove myself from the situation. Um, and thankfully my boss at the time was just completely understood where we were coming from and then they changed things for us. So um, that was a development. And when we came back, we were working with someone different. Yeah, it's really helpful hearing these stories because I know that for a lot of younger dancers coming in, there's that whole, and we spoke about this with the, um, our podcast with Xavier, um, that like you feel pressured to say yes and you feel pressured to do do it and to like when things get hard you're like well I can't leave because I'm this is my first year out and this is the only job I've got so hearing hearing that you had the courage to stand up and be like and actually look at it subjectively to see is this helpful to me or is this detrimental to me and making a decision um yeah it really helps people that I know and me to understand uh, how to how to look at those kinds of situations and that it is okay for you to be like, this isn't working for me. This isn't helpful. It's mm. negatively impacting my mental health and physical health. So I need to just step back regardless of the, like how they say consequences. So mm. yeah, thank you so much for yeah. sharing that. Yeah. I think, I think feeling, I, I think sometimes it, it requires like hearing someone say like, yeah, it, w- it wasn't working. And, and so I spoke up actually is like giving permission to, because I think dancers especially are notoriously bad at advocating for themselves. Um, so yeah. when you have someone who, um, uh, um, well, like exemplifies that, who, who, who demonstrates that it's like the first step towards being like, Oh, that is actually an option for me, which is so important. Um, I'm sorry you had that experience. Um, but thank you for, for sharing, um, about it with us. I, yeah. Also, I personally haven't heard many stories of people doing that. I hear more stories of people talking about a process that they were in that traumatized them and was detrimental to their health, but they didn't do anything like they just got through it and just mm. did it just to no, do me it. Like, too. Yeah, so, so this me is a too. really I've heard, good, I've heard lots catalyst. of those stories. Yeah. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. not common that we hear these stories. And I think we need to hear more of these stories and have more of these discussions. Cause it's, yeah, you can't sustain dancing. If you go through your whole career, just saying yes to everything, even when it's not for you. Yeah, for sure. No, yeah, and I think that's why, like, I've, there have been many um, horror stories that I've heard, um, especially, like, like a, I mean, still happening now, but, like, I think especially back when, um, and I just go, like, oh, that sounds like, no, <laughs> mm. we, can't, we can't be okay with being treated that way. So, and, I, and I'm, like I was saying, I work with Carl, and, 
you know, he's had some pretty rough experiences as well. And I think that's led him to be the way that he is in the studio now as well, which is, and, and you know, like and I've worked with him ever since I joined the company. So following that kind of example, you know, where he's just like, you know, I've been in that situation. I'm not going back there again. And I would encourage anyone like these like there's absolutely nothing wrong with saying something like literally what's the worst that can happen if they're going to fire you do you really want to stay in that situation anyway do you really want to be working in a place where someone would fire you because you talk to them about not feeling okay in that space and actually I think for the most part like people nowadays uh are getting better at hearing and listening and trying to facilitate a better space um well, I'd like to think so anyway, but I don't know. I would, I would always encourage people to, and, and, and also, and, 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 sorry. <laughs> and also if you're, if you're seeing this happen to someone else, cause you know, not everyone has the personality where they'll just be comfortable going up and saying something, but I would encourage people also, like if you're seeing it happening to someone else who, you know, is just not, doesn't have the, guts to say something at that time go and support them or encourage them and if you have to speak for them if they're if they're not willing to do that but they're okay with you saying something on their behalf then then like I don't know if you have the guts to do it then do it like I shouldn't say guts it's not that it's just like there's a personality that just like I just don't give a shit eh? like I just feel like we are all humans and should all treat each other the same, like, and wow. And if that's not happening, just say something. I think, I think that's call um, me, call me and I'll ring your boss. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I, I was raised in, um, in the U S and, um, I think we have more of a culture around like, um, excuse me. I don't really like this right now. <laughs> and my experience of New Zealand has been like that that is less of a thing here. <laughs> so I think it's also like a cultural thing where it's like Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um I I've been in spaces in New Zealand where I'm just like, why am I talking again? <laughs> um, I feel you. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, um, this kind of leads nicely into my favorite question, <laughs> um, which is if you could change one thing um, in contemporary dance, what would that be? Um, like your dream scenario? Dream. I mean, my dream would be that dancers would get paid what they're worth. That would be my dream. Um because I, I also think that can affect people in the way that they see themselves as well. Like if you put a monetary thing on someone and say you're worth this much and you're going, that's less than minimum wage though. That's what I'm worth when I'm coming here for 40 hours a week and working this hard and then performing for, and I get to go to these places and perform, but that's what I'm worth. I think that's detrimental for people as well like the way that they see themselves but I also think because we're all in the same boat we just like and it's shitty but uh yeah I mean I I don't know if there's anything I could do to change that but that's just where we are as an industry in this country at the moment and and I don't know how that would change but that would be that's a that's a dream that's a dream (laughs) I mean there's a there's a there's these other things as well but um what was I thinking of Oh, I was having this conversation. Okay, fully changing subject. That's not changing subject. That's changing dreams. So that's why I've got to. I was having this conversation with a couple of my friends the other day who are also dancers, actively moving and shaking around in the space. And we were just saying, and I don't mean this to offend anyone at all because I don't know. I didn't walk in people's shoes. But we were just saying that, that there seems to be a bit of not rivalry, um, like people seem to not get along in the generation above ours. And we really don't want that to be the same for this generation of people that are um, making work and dancing in the industry. And like I said, I don't know what caused these things with different artistic directors not talking here and different choreographers not liking this one and that one. And 
I don't know because I didn't wasn't I wasn't involved, so I can't speak to that. But all I know is that if there's something I would like to change, it would be that by the time we're the ones making the works and working for the different companies and being the artistic bosses and rehearsal directors, that our generation would be really supportive of one another and would uplift each other and go to each other's shows and post their shows on our social media and like. I don't know, like that's just the hope of mine and I was talking about it with my friends and we're like, man, we would hate for that. Because at the moment, like our gen's pretty cool. Like everyone gets along and is really supportive and I just would hope that none of that would change, that we would continue to always like push each other up. Yeah, that's a dream. Um, More of a reality, yes. I think, could be. Yeah. Um, speaking on the intergenerational um, connections and stuff, I remember during my third year at Unitech, we did company classes with you guys at the New Zealand Dance Company. I remember all of us, like, as a group, were, like, terrified and petrified and so stressed out about going there because either it was what we were being told about companies or our assumptions that we'd made about companies. But I remember, like, after, like, 10 minutes in there, after, like, Shin ran around skipping and, like, hugged every single person in the room... You and Carl started laughing and like, I just remember like that wall just, I remember like physically feeling that wall just go down. And I think, yeah, that's something that's really important is having like those, like, oh, they're in the company. They're like way better than us. They're scary. I just remember all of that just going. And I think that's really important to have. And I just want to thank you for also like creating that kind of environment. But um, to yeah, to keep the generations intermingling and like, because yeah, there's that whole thing of like, and we spoke about this with Marianne about generational dancing, where like the older people would never be in a work with the new dancers, and like there's like that, mm. there's like separate tiers of dancers, um, and there's like a separation in that, but I think that needs to just completely come down. Totally. And how much more interesting are those works, say, eh, when you see different people from different stages involved all together? Mm. Like those works are always incredible. Yeah. And you just see something different in different people and you see the the freshness and the like this of someone when and then you see the experience and the maturity of other people and then but then all together it just like mouths into something really beautiful. Mm. No, I to- I yeah, hundred percent, I totally agree. And I know what you mean, man. I was the same when when <laughs> Yeah, when I first did my sitcom, I was like, "Could oh, so 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 scared," yeah. and um, and then you just realise, like, "Oh my gosh, they're just normal people." Like you know, yeah. and, it's, and that's what the company are trying to do now. Like that, we're trying to really um, create like a um, a relationship with the students that are at Unitech now, so that they don't mm. because that's the worst feeling, especially when you're going to work with the company for like a week or a couple of weeks on a sitcom or an under like an understudy role like we would like them to already know who we are and understand that there's no, none of that. There's no hierarchy system yeah. at this company. Like we're all on the same page. We're all just dancers working towards the same goal. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I think, yeah. So we're trying to like build that at the moment. So when they come and work with us, they hopefully aren't too scared and freaked out. I'd just like to say that I think New Zealand Dance Company is doing a wonderful job of that. Yeah. With like us working with you in our third year and like, seeing the co- you, the company members come to our collab show and going to other shows and seeing you guys in the foyer mm. and just chatting over a wine, like that kind of, yeah, all yeah. of those interactions help the dance industry work, you know? Yeah. And also totally. to like connect your two dreams. I think um, there has been a spirit of like scarcity mindset in dance that like there's only a limited amount of jobs there's only Mm. a limited amount of money there's only a limited and that scarcity mindset like creates friction Mm. and it's it's really hard you know it's hard to fight that too because i think we intrinsically try to um compare ourselves to others and but just Mm. to have this like really important thing of like we're all actually part of the same family which is like we're all dancers we all love movement whether that's like you know 
doesn't matter what where it's coming from. It's just like we all love yeah. sweating and and moving and you know maybe not sweating, but and that there are actually enough resources for all of us. There are actually enough dance jobs. There are there is actually enough money. Um, and if people try to tell you there aren't, then they need to you know go away. <laughs> say yeah (laughs) you know the more and and it goes to that like we have to we go if we all go to each other's shows the shows are more successful if we all build each other up then everyone is being built up you know yeah yeah totally yeah um and i think i think it's it is you know what you identify like our generation is actually trying to do more conscientious stuff around that and really, um, you know, banish things like competition from our vocabulary, you know? Yeah. Um, it's yeah. too small of an industry for that. Eh? Like, I just think like, why not? We all know each other. We, you know, there's, there are not many, there are not, I mean, I just met you today, but hi, but now we know each other. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, but you know, you there. It's not huge, so I don't know. I, I just let's all just get along. You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. That's what I feel yeah. like sometimes. It just be like and genuinely supportive of one another and the things that each other are accomplishing. Like it's pretty incredible to see your friends that you studied alongside of making work and you know doing these things, even if it's just for their own like thing that they think is really small that they're making on their own that's hardly had any funding it's pretty cool to go and be it and know that you are their friend and you somehow hopefully by supporting them or just even like buying a ticket or helping to support their dreams and what they're doing Mm. Um, Mm. yeah and I hope everyone would kind of feel that towards one another as we get older and grow together and that would be pretty amazing I think yeah 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 (laughs) cool amazing wow it's been so wonderful talking to you um thanks so much um for again thank you (laughs) thank you so much for having me yeah this is is a good talk yeah it, Yeah. it, it it always is really um it's always just really inspiring because i think we all just we're here because we agree on the fact that we love dance (laughs) however we define that for ourselves and so then to just like geek out about it is really fun (laughs) (laughs) thank you so much chrissy corkity for your talk today today we discussed your journey your works and your experiences in dance um we hope all the listeners at home have had a good time here with us stay safe bye everyone was that it (laughs) yeah thank you it was so